Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Fall camps are open across all levels of football in the Treasure State, and a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game is just eight days away in Missoula. Hello, I am Coulter Juanez. Next Friday, August 27th, Missoula Sentinel will be state title defense against West, the 2020 runner-up, and the 2018 state champions. The action will take place at Washington Grizzly Stadium with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The Spartans went undefeated last season behind a roster that featured six Division I players, including 2020 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Dylan Rollins, who is now at BYU. Quarterback Cameron Sermon is now playing defensive back at Washington, while linebacker Geno Leonard, along with defensive backs Jace Kuswich, Soren Sivrud, and TJ Roush, all play for the Montana Grizzlies. Sentinel does return Zach Cruz, a first-team All-State selection at tight end and defensive end as a junior, who is now playing quarterback for the Spartans. Cruz committed to Montana earlier this month. West is led by quarterback Isaiah Clouch, along with do-everything junior Riley Bergeson, who's committed to Navy. The Frontier Conference opens football on Saturday, August 28th, with games on the Montana State Northern Campus in Haver against Colorado. Of Idaho in Dillon between host Montana Western and Carroll College in Butte with Montana Tech hosting Eastern Oregon and in Billings with Rocky Mountain College hosting Southern Oregon. And finally, Montana opens its season at Washington in Seattle on September 4th. Montana State opens in Laramie earlier that day against Wyoming. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. ESPN Radio. Blood, it's a dust and mud. It's a roar of a Sunday crowd. It's the white and the the gold in the buckle. He'll win the next go round. It's boots.
not saying it's the best song, but if ever there was a perfect song that's trying to convey a certain point, it's got to be it. Garth Brooks, definitely one of the great songwriters of our time or of any time for that matter. Welcome back in. Nuana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in. SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Radio. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studios. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula, located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check them out online. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. NWMSRocks.com. That's NWMSRocks.com. We have been uh, calling a lot of audibles around here. Things have been not going smoothly, but that's okay. You'd never know because uh, Tommy basically has me uh, set up with a radio in a box, a radio on an iPad, a radio that works pretty much anywhere in the world. So uh, I was supposed to be in Bozeman last week for a remote. That didn't happen. We ended up doing a remote from Missoula Sentinel last Friday. Well, that was fun. Uh, and now I'm supposed to be in Bozeman later on this week, too. That's to be determined. And we usually do the Montana Football Hour, the first hour of each Monday show. But today... We're rolling on the second hour because this was the last Monday practice for the Montana Grizzlies. So Riley Corcoran joining me in studio. He's the voice of the Grizz, and uh, this is the last Monday practice for the Grizz. So he had to go check it out. What's up, Corcoran? How you living? I am doing great. It's great. I mean, you would never be able to know that things were going haywire. Tommy keeps everything smooth. He keeps you in check, which I enjoy. That's right. That's right. Especially driving here, too. As long as Tommy's running the controls, things are going to be all right. I'm doing good. It was the, the last hurrah. It was ironic. We were listening to country music there. I went to a rodeo, which is probably... Yeah, you were up in the flathead, I mean, right? if you had to maybe do a guess on... Where would be the least likely place you'd find me? <laughs> a rodeo would probably be the answer. So, yes, I did that for the, the final weekend without football, Coulter, until January. How love, nice that. is that? I love that for sure. Rodeos are crazy. If you know anything <laughs> about my sports riding career, I, I got my career started in Ellensburg, Washington, which is Rodeo City, USA. They have a rodeo arena that's somewhere in between the size of Bobcat Stadium and Washington Grizzly Stadium. It's 22,000-plus people. And... uh they sell that sucker out over Labor Day weekend. It is one of the most fun weekends you could have. If you ever find yourself in central Washington over Labor Day, go to the Ellensburg Rodeo. I'm telling you, it is so fun. So Ellensburg Rodeo and the Gorge back That's to right. back. That's right. Uh, that, that was the pilgrimage a lot of people would make. They'd come for the Extreme Bulls, Extreme Bulls excuse me, World Championships Friday night, and then they hit up Dave Matthews at the Gorge uh, on Saturday. And, uh, man, it's a hell of a time, and it, it was fun. Uh, kicking it there. We were talking about bull riding, too. Man, those guys, we think football players are tough. There's nobody like those bull riders. Actually, I don't even know if it's toughness. It's like a level of mental. Uh, you want us to be careful with the mental health stuff going around now, but but these guys, they are uh, they have a different acceptable level of risk than most normal humans. That's a really nice way of putting it, and uh, you throw this word out there, too. I respect what they do, but you got to have a little crazy in you. Or a lot of crazy in you to want to jump on a bull that is steaming mad for at least eight seconds. So, yeah, I definitely gained a, a different appreciation for sure. But is rodeo a sport? Question. Oh, no. Okay, I'm no just question. making sure that, that question was asked to me over the weekend, absolutely. and I said yes, it is. Oh, like, no I wanted question. to ask the sports guy. I was making sure. No, it absolutely is. First hour of the show, instead of the Montana football hour, we did what else is new? More Montana football stuff. We talked about. Sort of just wide and broad 
theories on quarterback play at all levels of football. Also talked a little bit about hard knocks, the NFL, and also heard from Dr. Michael Wright from Missoula Bone and Joint talking about labrum injuries specifically in football. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can find it on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, Blackfoot Communications, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. You want to get a hold of us? It's time now for the Montana Football Hour. So if you have any sort of feedback for us, you want to ask us questions about the Grizz, the Bobcats, anybody in between, call us or text us, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. The Montana Football Hour, happy to say, proudly presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank has 36 locations around the great state of Montana. When you bank with Stockman Bank, your money stays in the local economy, helping your friends and neighbors Lending decisions are made by Montanans who understand Montana business. They're Montanans serving Montanans. They're only located in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Stockman Bank, the proud presenter of the Montana Football Hour. On that note, first and foremost, you are calling the game Friday night, Washington Grizzly Stadium. So you actually get Washington Grizz in your life a couple weeks before most people in Missoula do. Billings West playing against Missoula Sentinel, a rematch of the AA state championship game. Riley Cork will have the play-by-play right here on SWX Montana Television. Are you getting excited for this? I'm getting really pumped for it. When I, when I heard this game was on the schedule, first off, what a perfect way to start the season. You have the two best teams in the state and doing a little bit of prep. I haven't dove all the way in yet, but it's pretty consensus. These are the top two teams. Yep. I mean, all the way across the board to start the year like this. And I found this out over the weekend. These non-conference matchups in double A are completely random. They are drawn out of a hat. And for us to get this matchup in week one, perfect way to start the season. Two teams that you would expect to be ready to go for a big-time matchup that will probably determine who's going to be number one for the remainder of the regular season. Let's just call it what it is. So much talent across the board. We were just talking back and forth. What, five, six, maybe Division One sure. athletes are going to be on the field here. It should be a high-level game. I'm getting really fired up for it Friday at 7 o'clock right here on SWX. What is your perspective on Zach Cruz? I know because you don't get a chance to watch. Riley's on the road a lot, especially with his job as the voice of the Grizz. So you don't get to see as much high school football action. But I know you're around the coaches. They can't really talk about this stuff on the record. But you do kind of get a vibe for what people think of, of a recruit. But I love Zach Cruz. He's a good kid, and uh, he's been very good to us here. He always shows up. He's always excited to be on the radio, and uh, he's a fun one to cover. But your thoughts just on Missoula Sentinel, uh, another one going to the Grizzlies. I mean, an absolute home run in every sense of the word. When you talk about recruiting and getting a guy that's been targeted for a long time, right? I mean, I almost feel there's almost more pressure for the hometown team to wrangle in a top recruit. And that's exactly what Cruz is. And just so versatile, right? And we see this more and more with uh, college football nowadays, how guys are changing position. I mean, shoot, every day I'm out at Grizz practice, I'm seeing a former Montana standout, it seems, maybe tinkering with the position change or sure. going somewhere else. Well, they love what Zach can do. I mean, you could put him at what? How many different positions do you really think he could play? We know, I mean, defensive end is what it's going to be for him, but he could play a lot of different positions. At the D1 level, I think he could play a tight end for sure. I think he could play defensive end for sure. I think that if he really hit the, the kitchen, he could maybe even play like three-tech defensive tackle. He could certainly play outside linebacker. Honestly, if he really committed himself to it, he might be able to be like a big-bodied wide receiver, too. I don't know if he's... It's hard to say he's not fast enough because he's a state champion in the hurdles. So he's obviously <laughs> right. fast. So uh, here's the thing, man. I'm not betting against Zach Cruz. I, I, I think that he is a throwback. I think he's got 
a certain edge and grit to him that a lot of high school kids these days are missing. And that's not to slight any of them. I think it's just the way that society has gravitated uh, to. But the, the best story I could tell about Zach Cruz, he knocked his front tooth out in the state championship game, and he didn't care at all. He was just laughing doing the interviews. I was telling him, I was like, dude, your mom is going to be so mad when this is all over because you're missing your front tooth. She's going to have to take you to the dentist. This is going to be expensive. But he was just loving it. I think he actually even swallowed his tooth. I, that's what I heard, too. And we got to get confirmation on that before the broadcast on Friday. But my goodness. I mean, just I'm just going to throw this out, devil's advocate, just for the sake of conversation, because I think we lean one way with how we feel about Zach Cruz. But will his role be different this year or how will it impact him knowing that that stellar senior class is gone and he was one of many talented players on that team last year compared to this year where obviously Sentinel has a ton of talent we know that they're going to contend for the state crown but does Zach's role change this year knowing that Coulter he's the one that's got the maybe the biggest target on his back on this team well that's such an interesting point to make because Zach Cruz was Sentinel's best player last year. Zach Cruz was the best player in the state last year. In, in my humble opinion, he's the best double-A player, I should say. But he was the best player in the state. I thought he was the best player in that state championship game. I thought he won him the state championship game. But because he was playing on a squad with six other Division One guys, it did deflect a lot of attention from him. It was all these guys that are going to the Grizzlies and one guy is going to BYU and then this outstanding junior. So... Here's the thing, man. There's The other thing I love about Cruz is that this, there's this whole narrative of load management that's trickled down from the NBA and even Major League Baseball. Thanks, Kawhi extent. Leonard. Thanks for starting this trend. Uh, I, all I'm saying is, man, like, and I know that this is an antiquated way of thinking. Load management should not be a consideration unless you're like over the age of 28. If you're in your teens or early 20s, let's roll, dude. Zach Cruz doesn't need a break. It's just like when I know that a lot of coaches around the league are, and Big Sky Hoops specifically are always talking about taking minutes off there, guys. I don't know, man. I know I'm in the minority on this. I'm playing a Mod Rory 39 minutes a game. I'm playing Michael yes. Ogine every game. I'm playing Harold Frey if I'm the Bobcats. He's not coming out. You will be able to tell if these guys are getting tired. Don't tell anticipate you. Right. when your top players might need a break because the numbers say they should. Let's go off the eye test, okay? Yeah. Let's go off the eye test. You want him out there every single play. And I and I asked that question a little bit just for the sake of conversation. We sure. know the mental fortitude that Zach has because right. mentally he can handle it. And I would even go as far as saying he probably welcomes the challenge of, all right, bring it on. That's okay. Well, that's what I asked Dan Oliver, Missoula Central head coach. I said, are you comfortable playing him defensively if he's playing quarterback too? He said, I'm not telling him he's coming out. Um, it's not worth the argument. He's not going to come out of the game, no. so he's just getting, we'll just leave him out there. Montana Football Hour presented proudly by Stockman Bank. At Stockman Bank, your phone calls are answered by a live person. They also have an online and mobile banking platform that's robust and allows you to bank wherever you may be. Let Stockman Bank show you the Stockman difference today. Parlaying and switching gears to the Grizz quarterbacks, Bobby Houck addressed the media before the practice today. I was not actually able to catch Coach Houck today. I had to scramble a little bit before the show, but we did get sort of the feedback. Sean Rainey texted uh, over and, and said that Coach Houck had confirmed that uh, Cam Humphrey would be the starter, at least opening game, against Washington. You have long been in the camp that Cam Humphrey was the front runner for sure and was likely, if not certainly, going to be the starter, at least for the opener. Uh, is this an impactful deal uh, of any way, or is this sort of just a confirmation of what we already knew to be true? Definitely confirmation of what we already knew. I, I mean, I would say just being there at every practice 
it's not as close as everyone thinks it is. Between right. that's nothing against Chris Brown. I think it's no. just more of to Cam Humphrey acting like a sixth year senior and stepping up to the challenge that Coach Houck and all Grizz fans hope that he would. And I think this is just affirmation of that. I don't anticipate any quarterback battles or, or drama throughout the year. And again, that's nothing against Chris Brown. It's just more of what Cam Humphrey is moving forward. And I think for Bobby Houck, maybe that's the biggest piece of any of this, Coulter, is the fact that Bobby Houck, no matter how close or how far away it is, he really doesn't come out and say who his starter is this early in advance. So I think right. that that might be the biggest piece that we can take away from today is, hey, Bobby feels that good that we're going with Cam already here um, two weeks before the first game. But to me, this is no surprise and, and barely scratched the surface as far as news is concerned for me. Yeah, and th- I think that there's a lot that goes into analyzing this too because it hasn't actually necessarily really been a competition. It's more just been one guy pushing another guy to make him better. And I think Cam Humphrey has responded in the way that the coaching staff wanted him to. But the other thing I think muddies the waters a little bit is that Cam Humphrey is six foot tall and Chris Brown is six four. Cam Humphrey has a good arm. Chris Brown has an elite arm. So it's easy to see that. I think it's, it's not really an argument. Chris Brown has more natural talent than Cam Humphrey, but that's only part of what it takes to play Division One quarterback. I think the thing that people that maybe are just on the fringe or don't, aren't really around the team don't realize is how Cam Humphrey is such a well-liked guy within the team. He's a good leader. He's one of the quote-unquote cool guys. Like People want to hang out with him. That, that gives you a lot of clout, though, when you're the quarterback. You don't necessarily have to have it, but you never want the – if the defensive end is the loner and doesn't really want to talk to anybody, it don't matter if he produces. Whereas the quarterback, you need him to kind of be that guy, especially if that's how you're trying to build – sort of the chemistry of your locker room. So I think it's worth remembering that that Humphrey has a lot more going on than just the way he throws the football, but he's been throwing the football pretty darn good. Earlier, uh, I guess this would have been late last week, Andrew Houghton caught up with both of the quarterbacks. Here's a couple minutes each from Cam Humphrey and Chris Brown, University of Montana quarterbacks. Just a general update on, you know, where you think you guys are, the offense in particular, after, you know, a week or two. Yeah, you know, we've made a lot of big strides forward. Um... You know, taking every day just for what it is, trying to get better in all facets, you know, up front, um, you know, receiver play and, you know, of course, quarterback play. Um, Just trying to stay consistent, putting points on the ball or on the board, uh, moving the ball consistently. And uh, at the end of the day, just making the right decisions as consistently as possible. How is how easy is it to see that progression? I mean, is it something you can keep track of or is it something that's a little bit more subjective? You know, it's not really something. Um, concrete, but it's something that everyone can see. You know, it's kind of up in the air. It's not really, like I said, anything concrete, but you know, you see guys making strides. You see the team coming together. The O-line has made tremendous strides and uh, really came together and you know, we're starting to move people around. We're starting to run the ball a lot better, which is really hard against our defense because they're really freaking good. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, like I said, taking it day by day and um, trying to get better in all facets. Yeah, explain on that a little bit, just the experience of going against this defense every day. Oh, man, it's a it's a heck of a time. It's a, 
one of the more complex defenses I've ever seen. And, um, you know, it gives our opponents a tough time, and it gives us a tough time at, uh, day in, day out. And, you know, with that, it, it, it makes it so that we see all different types of looks at quarterback and on the offensive side of the ball. You know, so it makes going against a, a basic defense um, a little bit easier to see, you know, because our defense does a lot of funky things. Um, so you really got to identify players and where they're going and uh, blitzes and stuff like that. So um, our defense does a really good job, and, and going against them every day makes us a lot better. Well, the position you're in now, I mean, you're, you're the older guy in the room now. You've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, does that shift your mindset at all? Did that change anything for you coming into the year? No, no, it's the same mindset every year, man. It's... Uh, you know, trying to get better, it's, it's, it's competing every day. You know, just because I'm an older guy doesn't mean I'm exempt from competing. You know, uh, Chris Brown's a hell of a player. He pushes me every single day. And uh, in turn, it makes me a better quarterback and um, makes us a better team all around. Yeah. What, what did you take away from the, the games in the spring? Uh, <clears throat> the games in the spring were good. It was, it was nice to be able to get back out on the field and, you know, play some ball after a year off. Um, you know, we have a heck of a team. It was really fun to be able to put it up against an, an a actual opponent rather than ourselves. Um, and, uh, you know, it was good seeing us do well in both games and move the ball and stop the ball from the defensive perspective. So it was really good to get out there and, you know, like I said, play some football. Yeah, talking about the competition a little bit more, I mean, it's something you've been a part of, you know, here before mm-hmm. at, at your previous schools, I mean, high school. I mean, does it get easier as it goes on, I mean, as you, as you keep doing it? You know, uh, as you get older, you kind of recognize that it's necessary. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's necessary to be better. You know, if you don't have competition, then you stay stagnant as a player, and in turn, you're not going to be the best player you can be. And so, um, you know, I've told a lot of people, it's I really appreciate guys like Chris and Robbie and Daniel for uh, pushing me, um, making me a better player, because in turn, that's going to make us a better team. As you're you're getting closer and closer to the season. I mean, does, does your focus shift towards looking at Washington more? It's starting to, yeah. It's starting to. As of right now, we're you know we're focused on just getting better day in and day out. Um, you know, and that that translates to Washington. You know, we we peek at them when we can. Um, you know, we're we're obviously focused on them and uh, excited to get out there against another opponent. Um, but right now, we're more worried about ourselves. We're more worried about building this team and getting us as good as we can be, um, you know, going against each other. So you go, Cam Humphrey, senior quarterback for the University of Montana. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented proudly by Stockman Bank of Montana. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. We're talking a little bit more about the Grizzlies, specifically a couple positions that uh, I think that they need specific and maybe even new players to rise up at. We're also going to give you a little take on Montana State as well. Also talk Big Sky Conference. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home.
Come on, Santa. Welcome back. Nuanez now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe watching in statewide, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for kicking it with us on a Monday. Doing this Monday show sort of, I don't know, upside down, backwards. No, that was just in a different order than we're normally going to do For it. the final time, hopefully. That's, that's right. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, you guys are all listening from stem to stern anyways. Millions around the world. Thanks for being with us. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez. We continue with the Montana Football Hour, which will lead Monday's show uh, for here through the uh, foreseeable future, all the way through December. But today we're doing the second hour here on Nuanas Now. The Montana Football Hour is proudly presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank has a strong commitment to their community, and they take pride in giving back. They are Montanans serving Montana with 36 locations statewide. When you bank with Stockman Bank, your money stays in the local economy, helping your friends and neighbors. I want to ask you about a couple different uh, spots for the University of Montana, first and foremost, Riley. Um, I know that position battle is sort of an arbitrary word when you're talking about the Grizz defense because I do think that basically the guys are fighting not for a one or two spot on the depth chart. They're just fighting to be on the depth chart. I think most of the guys on the depth chart are going to play. I think I expect Montana to play at least five, maybe as many as six corners. I think they're going to play... Uh, but I should say at least four and probably as many as five corners. I think they're going to play probably five. I think there'll be five guys that are going to be in the mix for the safety rotation. I think at least four guys for the inside linebacker spot. Maybe as many five total linebackers. And then certainly, what, six to maybe even eight guys up front defensively? I, I don't know. I think that there's upwards of 20 to 22, 23 guys that might play for the Montana defense. I mean, would, would you agree? I would agree. I think... Maybe, well, linebacker, I would go, I was just going in my head really quick on that. Linebacker, five. See, safety, I'm probably at about four. I would say four guys are going to rotate between the three safety spots. So, Robbie Howe, Robbie Gavin Howell, Robertson. Nash Fouch. Nash Fouch. Garrett Graves. Garrett Graves. I think Garrett Graves you're going to see out there a little bit. And, you know, Trajan Cotton. So, I guess you're right. Because you, I guess Trajan Cotton will be playing both corner and safety. He's moved. I've seen him more at safety than corner. He's such a hybrid guy. He's listed at corner on the roster, but the Oregon State transfer, he was hampered by injury, and I feel that he's kind of the forgotten guy. And it goes to show you the depth that Montana has right now, or if an Oregon State stud transfer that has three years remaining is one of the forgotten guys from the season, it just goes to show you how deep you are. But, yes, I'm seeing Cotton a little bit more at safety. So, yeah, you could see five guys in the safety rotation. I just want more on it's going to be really hard to take Robbie Halk or Gavin Robertson off the field. So I think you've got those other two or three guys maybe competing for one spot. I've seen four corners the entire fall camp upwards of five, but probably down to four. They've got to make that the call if they're going to play Acho so or not and burn his red shirt. He is one of those true freshmen. I would say that Xavier Harris and Acho so would probably be the two freshmen right now that I would comfortably say will lose their red shirt, that the coaching staff's fine with that. Pretty much everyone else I would expect to maybe have a red shirt, and then I think your numbers are spot on. Linebacker-wise, you're going to see four or five guys up front. That's where you see the most rotation. I mean, I think it's upwards of six to eight guys that you're going to see rotating between just three defensive line spots. So, yes, I guess after talking out loud with you and the millions that are listening worldwide, that, yes, I would come to about the same number as you defensively. Uh, The... uh I want to ask you a random question. I was really thinking about this the other day. Right now, there's three types of freshmen, which I think is so weird. 
There's the guys that redshirted in 2019 that now have been in college forever and haven't actually played. Or maybe, I guess there's four types of freshmen. There's the Jacob McGowrigs of the world who played in four games as re- true freshmen, but then still redshirted, and then didn't. Ha- then they got to have a free year in 2020, or I had to have a free year. I guess got is not necessarily it's not the greatest gift in the world, even though I do think it'll benefit these guys physically. But uh, then now we'll be playing full time for the first time. Then there's the other guys that didn't play at all that redshirted in 2019. Then there's the guys like Xavier Harris uh, who got here coming out of their senior years before last year, like last summer, but still have not played. And then there's the guys that are new to campus right now. So in terms of roster uh, management, like because Brett Vegan, Montana State head coach, was saying this last week to me, they have like 62 freshmen of some sort at Montana State, but you can't really count some of those guys as freshmen because they've been there for years, uh, but they are still freshman eligibility-wise. So, how important do you think it is and how complicated do you think it is the way that you manage those guys? Because it seems like you don't want to have guys leapfrogging classes, right? You don't, and I think it, it's very complicated. The guys that come to mind, you mentioned one of them in McGowan, but then Cole Grossman. I think feel sure. that I've, Andrew wrote a great piece on Skyline Sports about Cole Grossman and the elevated expectations for him, but those are the guys to me that you're really going to see Benefit, And you got to use your words carefully with this because obviously no one wanted last year to happen. But to benefit from the situation of gaining that extra year. And I think the coaching staff, those guys, they're classified a little bit differently. Yes, they're freshmen, but let's just say every class is color-coordinated. Those guys have a special shade in the sense of, okay, they're freshmen, but they're really sophomores. And in the case of a Cole Grossman, he's kind of like a junior. And I think you do have to worry a little bit about how you classify these guys because you're right. It's kind of a sticky situation with the guys that are coming in. Let's just say this Sentinel class that is coming in just on the, the topic of the high school class coming in and just true freshmen compared to guys that have been in the program two or three years. You can definitely see it on the field with the way that they play, how they've been incorporated into the system so far to where I'm looking down at my roster, making sure that's my biggest point of confusion in fall camp is looking down at some of these guys. Okay. Where do they have them listed as far as how many years they have left to go? Because it seems like they've been in the program for so long, but you're right. It's a total sticky situation where you've kind of have to differentiate three levels of a freshman class. Cause that's what it is. Montana Football Hour, Riley Corcoran, Voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanas. It's Nuanas now. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio, nwmsrocks.com. Go visit them online. Check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. So because of that, true, true freshmen are not going to play this year, right? I mean, because that would it would muddle the class so much, right? Like, let's say hypothetical. Let's say you had a running back who surpassed Xavier Harris on the depth chart, and then you played both of them, or you somehow redshirted Xavier Harris, and then this guy, now all of a sudden your classes just get so overlapped, and it's just, it's a mind-bender. It is, and I think, though, but the the true freshman that could play, I mean, because Xavier Harris is still a true freshman. Right, that's what I'm saying. I guess right. the guys that, that will be in contention are the guys that have been here, even though yes. they're not Oh, well, freshmen. you're talking about the true freshmen. The freshman, guys that have been on the, campus for a month, they're no not way. playing, right? I, there's Nobody's no, going to I, I would be high, very shocked. I mean, the only true freshman that I've seen make big-time impacts, at least my eyes only here, Junior Bergen. I think he's a guy that, I mean, he could maybe see the field at some point, but as far as going more than four games, would be highly shocked. You're right. So 
Now I get you. Yes, the guys that came on campus here during the summer and are yeah. just, this is their first fall camp, yeah, you have to keep those guys separate. Well, Bobby Houck did such a great job, too, of sort of managing that class, too, because a great many of those guys are, are sort of partial guys, partial scholarship guys that are all, you know, from close around here. They didn't go out and sign a class of 35 guys because he knew that he was going to have so many veterans on his squad. They also knew they were going to bring in a bunch of uh, FBS-type guys. So on that note, uh, you and I both talked on this show and off the record about uh, maybe what's the biggest, not weakness, but question mark of this Grizz team. And we sort of came to a consensus that it was kicker. But yet another FBS transfer is added to the fold. Uh, say, is it Kevin Macias? Is that right? Macias. Macias. Kevin Macias. So he's an yep. Arizona State transfer. But he's not actually, he wasn't actually a kicker in his previous life at Arizona State. He's a punter. But he's, he's expected to at least compete in the kicking competition, right? I, compete would be an understatement. Sure. I think he's going to be firmly in the mix, especially from what we've seen where, I mean, I'd go as far to say, to me, Maybe the favorite. I mean, coming in here, I mean, he's a six-year well, he six senior, and yes, he might not have won the kicking job at Arizona State, but he's been practicing. I mean, he's been kicking field goals his entire life. He actually was a junior college kid, Scottsdale Community College. Bonus points. Do you know their mascot? The um, I do the artichokes. Boom! There the you fighting go. Artichokes. Yep, yep. The fighting artichokes. Shout so, out to my guy Jesse. We played <laughs> golf yesterday. He was a pitcher once upon a time there. That, that's that's awesome. Community I college. love their mascot, by the way. But yeah, so he went there for a couple years. Spent three years at Arizona State. Saw the field a little bit, but more just kickoff duty and punter. But you see the way he kicks the ball. And hey, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a guy that's breaking down technique, Coulter, by any stretch of the imagination. But with the way the ball comes off his foot. It looks like a Division One kicker. So I think that you're really going to see Messias in there. Um, he has Pac-12 experience, played in games, obviously. Uh, the moment won't be too big for him. And, hey, obviously he's coming to Montana for a reason, too. He sees an opportunity to play to play an impactful part on a pretty good team, maybe make a championship run. So I think this is a really good fit. And, yeah, I would say he is definitely in the mix, if not maybe the favorite coming into this one. Riley Corkin, voice of the Grizz, joining me here, Coulter Nuanas on Nuanas Now. It's the Montana Football Hour, presented proudly by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank of Montana, their phone calls are always answered by a live person. I've been going through this uh, the last several months. I've been working on a mortgage with Stockman, but, man, it, it's so nice to not have to press two 19 times by the time you get to actually talk to somebody. Or, or, or what I do is representative. Representative. I just say, <laughs> I try and say it three zero, times. Zero, zero, yeah. zero, zero. Uh-huh. Exactly. No, this, I, I just call my gal Becky right up, and there she is. She's talking to me. She answers all my questions. It's great. So, Stockman Bank, very personalized view on banking. Go check out Stockman Bank. Let them show you the Stockman difference today. And a plug on their app. Their app is so easy to use. Having banking apps in the past, it's kind of a pain it's simple and easy with Stockman. That's another part of it that I love Stockman Bank. you got to love local business for sure. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're take a break here on the Montana Football Hour and come back and talk Bobcats and Big Sky Conference. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. 
Hello, Montana. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Riley Corcoran in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, marching, marching through the Montana football hour, the last Montana football hour before the regular season commences. The last time we'll be talking about preseason football, we're going to be talking about real-life football results here pretty darn soon. Riley gets the distinct pleasure of being at Washington Grizzly Stadium on Friday to call the rematch of last year's state championship game between the Runner-up Billings West Golden Bears and the reigning state champion Missoula Sentinel Spartans. I said this during our remote on Friday, but I think it's so random. It's not random. It's so wild to say this is the first time a Missoula team has entered the season as the defending state champion since 1994. It's never the narrative. And now we get to see Washington Grizzly Stadium, Missoula Sentinel against Billings West. So Riley off the call on SWX Montana Television. But uh, sort of cool for the Garden City, right, to have the defending state champs. More than cool. The the targets on their back, it becomes, an, I guess, from an average bystander point of view, right? Now Sentinel at least has the target on their back. Where their games each week, correct me if I'm wrong here, are a big event. It's all, well, yeah, who's Sentinel oh yeah. playing this week? And no disrespect to the other two, but now because you're the defending state champions, you have that big X, and every game is circled for your opposing team where you're going to get their best shot, and it's going to be fun to see can they sustain it? I mean, and not that we need to talk dynasties or anything or like there's any pressure on Dane Oliver and the rest of right. the crew this year. But, hey, if, if they establish that this was more than just a one-year run, for sure. they have that to play for this year. And I think that's a big-time weight on their shoulders in a good way. That's a good motivating piece that they're playing for this year, and it really starts on Friday. Well, they've been building it up, too. I mean, Mitch Roberts, senior year at Missoula yeah. Sentinel, they were a playoff team. That, that, that was like their first playoff appearance in a little while. Then they went to the semifinals two out of three years, and uh, then they made it to the championship. And so they've been incrementally building. Step and, by step. Yep, and it's uh, it's a good thing for Missoula for sure. I mean, you're from Billings, so you've been you've seen title teams all over the place. It's not nearly as common, especially in football around here uh, in the Garden City, which I've always found totally random. But Dane Oliver and his staff, they've cracked the code. They've figured out a lot of what used to ail high school football in the city of Missoula, and uh, I think it's really good for the community. So good job by them. Let's talk a little Bobcats. Uh, first and foremost, um, Bill Aberty from Montana State Sports Information, kind enough to send over pretty much every day the interviews from Brent Vegan. So we've been using some sound from there. Brent Vegan also joined us last week. Worth noting, if you re- wonder why you've been hearing from Grizz players like Cam Humphrey, like we just heard from earlier in this hour, Grizz quarterback, and why you haven't been hearing much from Bobcat players, Bobcat players have not been a- available for media since media day. So I've been saving some of my Bobcat interviews. Uh from Media Day for some of my print stories. You did hear from Matt McKay, Montana State quarterback, live on this show um, a couple weeks ago, which was fun having him on. But regardless, that's all I'm saying is uh, pr- appreciate every, all the stuff that's been coming, and that's just sort of the explanation for it all. But I love that you have to preface it, too, because if you didn't, people say, well, he's playing Grizz interviews uh, and not Bobcat interviews. Uh, that's, hey, I, I just love <laughs> uh, the fact that Everybody does care so much. You're doing it right if both <laughs> fan bases think you're talking about the other too that's, much. That's, that's the, right. That's, that's the right. nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, everybody thinks I have a love affair with the Bobcats. <laughs> I don't. I just think that they have a lot of talent this year. It's like I used to always tell Ryan Tutil, there is nothing that I feel. I only care about one thing, being right. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I'll be the absolute first to admit it. But I think the Cats are darn talented. Uh, but this is all to say that uh, thank you for the interview from post-scrimmage on Saturday. But 
uh, it was so windy, you can't really hear it. So I'm not going to subject our wonderful radio and television audience to listening to the whipping wind in Gallatin Valley. That was basically the main storyline was that it was windy. But a couple other things that stood out, at least when looking at the box score, because, again, this was a close scrimmage. Not even quarterback club members were allowed to go to this thing. So this really? Is, this is ultimate secrets. 90 so, plays. So all, in 90 plays, all you could really glean from it was the statistics. But Elijah Elliott continues to impress. I think he's going to be one of my breakout stars around the whole big sky this year. He's one of those guys that's in that weird sort of freshman realm. He's been on campus for a year now. He didn't have, He's never had a chance to play in a game, so he'll be a true freshman playing games, but he's been around. Uh, a really talented guy out of Portland uh, as a running back, so I think he'll be certainly in the mix. There's a lot of buzz about Tommy Mallott, the kid from Butte. Um, is he a legitimate contender to be the quarterback of Montana State? Well, no, because he's got three guys in front of him in Matt McKay, Casey uh, Bauman, Bauman, excuse me, and Tucker Rovig that have all started Division One games. But I do think Malat is an elite athlete. He, he's uh, he was an All State safety at Butte High School as well. He went to Dane Fletcher's combine and blew the doors off of it. I mean, he was running like four five forties, thirty six inch vertical. He's strong, so I, I do think that. There is a role for him maybe within the scope of this team, maybe not as a traditional quarterback this year, so we'll see. I have a question to bounce back at sure. you just because I'm as curious probably as others out there yeah. on Elijah Elliott because yep. I've also been hearing the buzz yep. out of Cat Camp about him. Describe maybe his running style or at least what you know. Is it more of a thunder-lightning with well, Afonso? Is, is it more of he spells Afonso? Elijah Elliott is so random okay. because when you see Marcus Knight, you just see the, the smooth athleticism. You can just tell he just floats. So you can tell exactly by just looking at You can watch Marcus Knight practice for three minutes and know kind of what style running back he is. Isaiah Fonse from Montana State, you watch him walking down the hall. I mean, his shoulders are as broad as he is tall. He's only about 5'8". He walks bow-legged, but he's got broad shoulders. You can just tell that's a physical, tough, you know, power running back. Nick Osmo, you know exactly what you're getting with Nick Osmo. I mean, he's 225, 230 pounds. He's all jacked up. Elliot doesn't look like much of anything. There's no, he doesn't look that explosive or smooth or fast. He's not particularly big or small. He's just very average all the way around. Listed at 5'10, 175. So d- just a very normal size guy. It's like you. He's like, yeah. I mean, he's just a normal size guy. His vision is so exceptional, though, and he has so much more power than you would think. He's also super elusive, and he catches the ball in the backfield really well. He he has stood out. He's been a guy that that coaches and, and his teammates have commented about after every one of these live scrimmages, even when Choate was there. Choate was, Jeff Choate was really high on him as well. So I, I think that he has a chance to be sort of a breakout player uh, there at MSU. I think, and we've talked, we've documented a lot about just the – I don't want to say quarterback carousel, but maybe the ups and the downs of the quarterback position over in Bozeman the last couple of years. Having a running back out of the backfield that can be your safety valve, a consistent someone that can catch you out of the backfield, I think that could alleviate a lot of stress and pressure that maybe that position has gotten and will continue to get maybe throughout this year. Montana Football Hour here on Nuanas now. A couple minutes left here. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Monday. The Montana Football Hour is proudly presented by Stockman Bank. Let Stockman Bank show you the Stockman difference today. If you missed anything in this show, fun show, Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com, as well as ESPN Missoula. Swung by, we talked about quarterbacks all the way around. Very interesting that, speaking of Bobcats, Brent Vegan's son is a standout quarterback. He's expected to be the starter for Gallatin High School. So, um... And just side, interesting sidebar, too. Does Gallatin overtake Bozeman this year? Remember, Bozeman got all the seniors, and right. Bozeman put the licking on on Gallatin in their first year. Does it switch already in year two because Gallatin's got 
all of the players that built up from last year, if no seniors? If you're familiar with the ge- geography of Bozeman, the way that the town is growing the most is that way to the, to I guess it would be the south. And so Coach Vegan, I remember talking to him when he first moved to town, and he said, well, I said, how's it going? He said, well, it's great. I love Bozeman, but I can't find a house. He's like, what What do you? What would you think if you had to live down like Gallatin Gateway? I said, oh, I mean, I like driving, so it's all good. That sounds fun. It's pretty down there. But he ended up going down there, and so uh, that's why his – but that's where okay. – this is going to happen a lot where they're going to be getting a lot of the new families to town, or, or that's just the way that the, the town's growing. So I think that it's going to read a lot, a lot of the distribution of some of the best athletes. That'll be something to watch out for this year. I, I That game, it's already circled on my calendar. No question. Um. Regardless, we talked all about quarterbacks, hard knocks, also from Dr. Michael Wright, Sports Medicine Journal. And then the second hour, we've had the Montana Football Hour with Riley Corker, Voice of the Grizz. You can find all that on the podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Uh, Somebody, everybody keeps now. People are wondering about the Big Sky Conference now, right? People are starting to ask me, who's your sleeper? Who's your sleeper? And, uh, I keep telling them I think that the the best teams in the league reside in the state of Montana. Do you agree? Yes, I do. I think top two in the league are from the state. Uh, I also keep telling them that I think that what everybody else thinks is the sleepers are not my sleepers. Who who would you say? Everybody says that Idaho State's the sleeper because they were so close in the spring. Other people are also there's a lot of there's a lot of folks that are uh, sort of high on Southern Utah because they had a similar narrative. Okay, no way, no way on Southern Utah. I think Idaho State will win a game, maybe two that they're not supposed to. But as far as contending for the title and competing for a playoff spot, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. Southern Utah, I'd be shocked if they won more than three games. I totally agree. I think, though, that I, I think that Portland State is a, a little bit of a dark horse because I think Davis Alexander is good. I also think that Sacramento State's going to be better than everybody thinks they are. Two reasons. One, I think that... People forget. There's all, there's this whole narrative. Can Troy Taylor do it again? Was it just a flash in the pan? Was his national coach of the year and their Big Sky title in year one just a, an anomaly from being there and being unknown? They have great coaches. A. Thompson, one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. They got guys that can coach. That's going to help them a lot. They also have almost never had a talent problem. They've always just needed to figure out some direction and figure out a way to win close games. They did that in 2019, so I just think they're going to be right there again. I think Sac State, to me, is the biggest X-factor team. And I would say the other reason is their schedule. Everybody, when you talk about contenders, everyone has a good schedule, like so to speak, right? There's one team that comes through the mix that has the benefit of that. I think it's Sacramento State. So to me... I think it's a weird year, Coulter, and I guess everyone will probably laugh at us, you know, down the road, but I think the top teams in the poll are going to kind of stay there. I think it's yep. four, the top four or five, the top four we all know, plus Sacramento State would be the five that I would look at. It's easy to keep to form a consensus when you have two years to see her and think about yeah, it. no kidding. Can't wait for football to be back. It's been the Montana Football All right, Corker Voice of the Grizz. New podcast, right? New podcast dropping this week. Going to cover Grizz football, volleyball, and soccer, so make sure you check that out Wednesday. And also, Coulter, next week when I'm in the studio, it's game week. You better bring your A-game. Can't wait. Inside the Den, subscribe. See you tomorrow. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams both collegially and professionally. 
There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 